Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other, the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hand. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, be in my thoughts and words this morning. Help me to preach your word with humility and integrity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, this week I did a character study on Thomas. Many of the authors I read rightly point out how Thomas is not the doubting, unfaithful servant we may have come to know him to be. Thomas first appears in John 11 where he, in fact, encourages the disciples to accompany Jesus on his return to Judea. At this point in the story, as you may well know, Jesus' life is being threatened, and the journey to Judea is, in fact, dangerous. Thomas says, let us, the disciples, also go, that we may die with him. You then see him again in John 14, where he's willing to be vulnerable and explain what others might not have the guts to do. He says, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? This question seems practical and honest. Where is Jesus going? An indication of his faith in Jesus and interest in wanting to understand where it is that Jesus plans on going. One of the questions we are confronted with after Easter is, how do we live into the resurrection of Christ now? I have found that after Easter, sometimes 
we come to a point of spiritual renewal after the high of Resurrection Sunday. I contend that it ultimately, that living into the resurrection looks different for everyone, and asking the tough questions of our own faith and the Lord is, in fact, admirable. Thomas seems to embody a need to know the truth for himself, and isn't that what we're all searching for? An authentic connection with Christ for ourselves? Friends, in this context, asking the hard questions of our faith is crucial to a deeper connection with Christ. Thousands of years later, we must still be willing to ask, how does our faith inform how we live in the world? A world with systemic racism, gun violence, sexism, capitalism, climate change, illness, death, and loss. This is where the rubber meets the road, where our faith informs how we bump up against these very real questions and doubts. I don't know about you, but sometimes turning on the news can be overwhelming and disheartening. I often ask myself, how am I supposed to understand the resurrection of Christ in the brokenness of this modern world? I sometimes ask myself, Christ, where are you? I bring up these very real strongholds in our modern society because I have to believe that I am not alone in wondering about Christ's real presence with us today. I do believe Christ is active and present in our lives, but Thomas gives us permission to ask these deeper questions of our Savior, to wrestle with the wounds of this world and ask to see the scars. I don't think this passage puts Thomas's faith into question but instead puts our interaction with the brokenness into question. Anne Lamott says the opposite of faith is not doubt, but certainty. Certainty is missing the point entirely. Faith includes noticing the mess, the emptiness, and discomfort, and letting it be there until some light returns. This characterization of faith is exactly what Thomas was after, noticing the mess, the emptiness, and the discomfort until some light returns. And the light for Thomas returns in full force. After he touches the wounds of Christ, he exclaims, My Lord, my God! His overwhelming proclamation of faith in the remarkable resurrection of his God. In her recent book, Tara Schuster says that doubt is an essential ingredient to growth. She writes that doubt is not the opposite of faith, but rather an integral part of it. That doubt is what leads us to question our beliefs, to seek out new perspectives and insights, and ultimately deepen our understanding of the world and our place in it. What a refreshing way to take Thomas's doubt and ultimately his growth into a deeper faith. Now, no matter what Eastertide brings for you, bumping up against the brokenness of our society, Christ is indeed resurrected. So I want to leave you with an idea or a challenge today about how you will live into that real presence. For me, today, living into Christ's real presence happens through my practice of gratitude. 
I notice when I spend time and energy being grateful for the good things that exist around me, I spend a lot less time dwelling on my despair or for all the broken systems. Shifting that mental energy into something positive in one way I find is one way that I find to cope with the very real doubts that exist. And it helps me see that a bit of light is indeed returning. Now, I'm not talking about a practice of gratitude that glosses over our very real pain or toxic positivity, but instead, perhaps it means a small bit of time set aside for noticing the provisions of Christ in my life. It's a way of making space for both the light and the despair simultaneously, which is the truth of our life with Christ. Christ is resurrected and the, star, the scars still exist. Thomas's story this morning reminds us that scars do indeed exist. Resurrection doesn't erase Christ's very real suffering, nor does it erase our very real suffering. Thomas strikes me as a realist, not a doubter. Someone who wants to see and touch Christ's wounds who understands the complexity of life and believes in Christ regardless. My God, my Savior. This interaction between Thomas and Jesus is a powerful reminder that our doubts and questions are not something to be ashamed of or hide from God. In fact, they can be a catalyst for a deeper connection and understanding. We don't have to have all the answers or be certain of everything in order to have our faith. We can come to Christ with our doubts and our questions, just as Thomas did, and trust that he will meet us where we are and reveal himself to us in a way that we can understand and believe. Friends, I contend that living into the resurrection means being actively engaged in the world around us, standing up for justice and working to make a positive impact. It means being willing to speak out against injustice, to listen and to learn from those who are different from us, and to work towards creating a world that reflects God's love and grace. I think we can take comfort in the fact that the resurrection promises that God's love and grace are more powerful than any force in the world. We can trust in God's ability to bring new life out of even the most challenging situations, and we can work towards being a part of that process. I pray that you find a rhythm of hope and gratitude in Christ's resurrection this Easter time. Amen.